Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Mark. I'm Alex. And this is The The Shot Shot Pod. All right, today on the docket with uh, Remembrance Day around the corner, we are going to do our Remembrance Day. Hope you guys enjoyed the Halloween special and the conspiracy theory episodes that were super like relevant to that. But and the struggle and the struggle and but it's definitely (laughs) Remembrance Day is like one of my I don't know. I'm definitely one of those people that's like, can we just get past November 11th before you start going on about Christmas? Like, I'm I'm not saying I'm going to bitch about it or fight you in the parking lot over it. I'm just saying (laughs) it is like you know, give it. Because when I was a kid, my, my sister's birthday is December 1st, and my mom's birthday is December 21st, or November 21st. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? It was like we did the birthdays, and then we dealt with Christmas. Yeah. But most people are like November 1st, November 2nd. <laughs> Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I don't know if you noticed it. Stockings over there. Over, stockings held over there. Fireplace. I don't know so if you c- noticed. Calm it, down, but upstairs in the dining room, uh, it's not fully decorated, but the Christmas tree's up. <laughs> I saw on Facebook. She's like, "When you get home, it'll be up, baby." I was like, "He's literally crawling into a hole right now, going, I want to die." No, 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 I'm, I'm the one who's all like, "Yay, Christmas!" I do Always love God, Christmas. I'm that guy too. I'm mostly because like I even like Christmas music, mostly because I found really good Christmas music. I'm sure we'll talk more about this on a Christmas episode, but there's a lot Christmas has to offer that it didn't used to. Um, and now that COVID hit and it ruined it for me though, I'll be a little bit. Christmas hasn't been what it used to be for me because you, well, number one, we weren't allowed to get together or you're supposed to feel guilty about getting together. And number two, no one's got any money anymore and you're not allowed to go shopping and retail's not what it used to be. So Christmas lost a little bit of its to me after over COVID, but I'm going to try and revamp and it this year. that's where kids come in. I mean, I mean, I'm always broke, especially Can you sell some Christmas. to me? I don't have any. <laughs> I'm always broke around Christmas, so I don't, I don't have the funds to actually necessarily give them amazing presents, but. I always do that. You bake them dope gingerbread houses. (laughs) Dope gingerbread houses. No, I do do the, uh, like, okay, let's go drive and look at Christmas lights. Oh, you fucking (gasps) hate it? Shut up. You're going to come along, and we're going to listen to Christmas carols, and that kills... Tamara and her daughter, they're like, oh my God, can you shut up with the music? I'm like, no, no. you're going to sit there and enjoy it. Okay, so I'll, <laughs> gi- I'll give you that. When I was a kid, that was the thing too. And I just, I think almost every year, oh, I'm going to get sad. <laughs> um, there were some good years with the wife. I try to remember the good years. It was like eight good years with the wife and then like three fucking horrible ones at the end. So the eight good ones, we that was the thing. Every year, drive up to... I guess where we are is like a, a Scugog, old Scugog Road, if you know yeah, about yeah. that. We would we would go everywhere. We go out Port Hope, all kinds of places, wherever wherever we find the hot spot of them. And then where we lived in South Pickering at Liverpool and Bailey, there was a fucking these crazy this court right down by the beach, and they would go like three houses in a row. You know, like the crazy million dollar lights like just coated you know they're pretty big houses yeah. and they would make it like a winter wonderland setup and we would i'll never it was a christmas eve tradition we go down there with bottle in our hand right lit and we'd walk <laughs> from our house because it was like five minutes and, and we'd just sit on the curb while all the cars lined up to drive and donate and honk and see we didn't have to drive right it was like an hour wait down liverpool to fucking see this house so we would just walk over and sit on the curb and wave to people and drink out of a bag out of our bag and and you know throw some craft dinner in the box it was awesome so yeah doing the lights oh, I, I, those kids when they're older although they're kicking and screaming now they're gonna be so fucking happy you did it <laughs> So, uh, I got a question for you. Have you ever had a bad day at work? 
Wow. <laughs> Vag? Yes. Does a, give does me a, a bear <laughs> shit in the woods? I don't give, know, here, man. Like, give, okay, so give, first off, I'm bipolar. So <laughs> every fucking day is a bad day at work for me. I have to do things I don't want to do. Yeah, it's a bad day in this head. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's that's just my own struggle. You know what I mean? That's just me. I can't push that on anybody else. But yeah, dude, I'm a mechanic, okay? Today, before we did the podcast, by the way, we normally we do podcasts like evening, have a couple beers. You know, it's a very not, different mood today. Today, it's like fucking afternoon. We've got coffees. I'm in my work clothes because I was working on Mark's car before we actually fucking came in here. So yeah, um, bad work days. Today, I dropped a gasket in a transmission fluid pan and had to dig it out with my hands. And I got my toque covered in transmission fluid, which is the third toque I've had covered in a fluid that I can't wash out of it this week. I lost my sonic toque, got oil on my BMW toque, and now I got tranny fluid on my third toque. It's the last one I have. So now my hair smells like tranny fluid. Girls love that. And yeah, so yes, I have many bad days at work. I smashed my, oh, I just had the top of my thumb grow back from putting a screwdriver through it, working on a Hyundai about four days ago. The other day, a friend of mine gave me peroxide and I poured it on my hand and half my hand lit up white. And he's like, holy fuck. Like, you need to go to the hospital like this is just date this is me bro this is it this is this is what happens when you work with your hands and i wear gloves and i yeah. give a fuck bad days at work are common um the things that make it easier are good weather uh good customers and good money so for those that don't know he's a mobile mechanic so he'll come to you you call you call by the time you number. hear this i'm hoping not to be i'm hoping to have a shop because it's winter for fuck's sakes usually in the winter i get some home base set up but he still goes out in the winter and like quite I'll, a bit two eight nine nine four three nine four six <laughs> i'll see his videos on facebook of him like oh yeah this is me you know, i'm just doing this today in the and snow it's, and it's minus 20 and i'm lying in the snow and it's like oh my god yeah it's sometimes i'm gonna be honest i'm getting too old for it it's i'm sore and miserable but um, having a shop, like, I mean, COVID fucked that up. Like it's, it used to be plausible, but now they want like three, four or $5,000 for places that were two or $3,000 three years ago, you know, but, the, but are, are, am I making more? Is my hourly gone up? Am I make, uh, no, I haven't charged more hourly. I have to charge less now most of the time because people are broke. Has, you know, has anything gone up except the cost of the fucking shop? No, it hasn't. So thank you, Canada, for taking care of the middle class and the struggling because we really appreciate all the help you're giving us Min- right now. Minimum wage is going up to $15 in 2022. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. I'm glad that the burger flippers are being rewarded. That's what we need, you know. us. Uh, the rest of us don't. Pff, fuck you. Work harder. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Not saying that those jobs don't mean anything. Just saying, why are we always focused on minimum wage? Do you not realize minimum wage going up actually makes the cost of living go with it? The grocery stores don't incur the minimum wage five cent, 10 cent raise. They take the cost and they offset it to the food so that you as the consumer pays for it. Let's be real. Everybody does it. So Walmart pays fourteen twenty eight an hour, fourteen twenty five an hour. And then somebody comes in and says, you have to pay fifteen twenty five an hour. You think they're going to eat that dollar? Do you fucking really think so? Oh, no, no, these are the companies with no maternity leave and no benefits and all this bullshit, no unions and all this kind of stuff. You know, they, they, these places are, they give you the bare minimum so you'll work there. So they, that's what I don't understand. People don't understand that when minimum wage goes up, it's it's not a good thing. And I'm not saying that you don't deserve that money. You do, because minimum wage jobs suck, and they're hard, and they're tedious. The problem is, is that that just it gets offset, and there needs to be rules put into place by our government and people who are smarter than us and more involved in the economy to make sure that doesn't happen so we can quit getting face-fucked. Dumb funny, rant. The funny thing about this is because um, there's... 
like science out, and I'm doing the air quotes. Air quotes out science. That uh, that, will, that will say that uh, when it comes down to inflation caused by the rise of minimum wage, it's fake. When in fact, if you come down to the studies, it's done. Whether it's done at a different time, like the whether the inflation takes place after the uh, the minimum wage increase, it's it's just strategic. Is exactly. is all it is? It's just like oh, okay, well, okay, we're paying more. Blah 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 blah. Okay, uh, there was that time uh, a couple years ago here in Ontario where uh, the minimum wage actually went up i think it was two or three times in like one year and many businesses had to uh try to figure out how to cope with this and uh my boss kind of gave uh all the employees a raise right off the right off the hop just so that our company would kind of take the damage and as everything else grew we would absorb it and that actually as everything be- else grew we would absorb it yeah 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 yeah. okay so this is like assuming profits are coming in and things will go back to remember back yeah. to normal okay just make sure so so even still even on this discussion when it comes down to like people arguing well no it doesn't it's like okay you're you're referring to like all these big all these big franchises all oh well, yeah walmart and all these other big retail stores and all this stuff well uh i work for a small mon pa company who yeah. do suffer through this the keyword being suffer you know they know about the struggle you know they, they, they they've got these are these are places that before covid you know you're at 100 percent capacity right and then after the fear, because I mean, there's some people that are in age groups that are just simply not going to go out like they used to. You know, I don't. My mom's kind of in that. My mom's in her fifties. She doesn't want to go out as much because she might get sick. So you've lost twenty five percent of your clientele. So you're down to seventy five, and then they're putting out, you know, Vax Pass stuff. So now we're down to maybe fifty percent because not everybody's got it. You know, you're dwindle, dwindle, dwindle. Now you have to pay your employees more, and there's no reason for you to do it, and you cannot put your product's prices up because otherwise you will lose customers. Yep. And it's like, Walmart, you're right. Walmart doesn't care. Walmart's going to say, I'm cool with that. Mom, pa shops can't do it. And that's why the middle class and the small businesses are all dying. Yep. It's Anyways. Struggle. I do want to go off with a bad day of work for me. So I ended up working a 22 hour shift one time. And it was because one of the technicians that, uh, that I work with ended up breaking his ankle. So he broke his ankle and then another technician. So he was off with a broken ankle and another technician who was uh, cleaning ducks ducks that day actually smashed his head off. A duct. Like, like quack, quack. Like he, nope. is he duct. like, is he one of the guys in those commercials with the dish soap cleaning the ducks, you know, with the oil <laughs> off them? Is that what he no, did? No, 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 no. Well, be specific. Be specific. Ducks. <laughs> Ducks. Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. Oh, it's my morning so, asshole syndrome. So, so this other technician, he's uh, he's like six, 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 seven. So I mean, there's a good possibility he's gonna hit his head off of literally anything and everything that he can. Right. So he actually did this day. Okay. So now we're down two technicians. Like, okay. Well, Mark. Mac his head so good that he actually got to go home from work. Yeah. Because I've ma- I'm gonna be honest with you. I've come up and hit my head off hoists. When the hoist above your head, you know, you stand up (laughs) and I've given myself some fucking slices in the head. I've passed. I've blacked out. I have hit the floor. I've had dizzy spells an hour later. Yeah. How many times do you think I got to go home? (laughs) How many times? I wanted like really. It's so funny. The difference in jobs and trades sometimes just. Oh, so your head hurts, eh? Like everybody's crying. Like nobody cares. (laughs) Yeah. So concussion. And so he's, uh, he's gone and I had been working from 7 a.m. It was a strip and wax, uh, which was the the evening. So for those who don't know, like when you go into like uh, Walmart 
stores, their flooring is usually uh, vinyl composite tile, which is known as VCT tile. Okay. And uh, it's usually, it's that shine that it has is, is wax that's put on it. So you have to emulsify the wax with a stripper. It always sounds wrong when I'm talking about a strip on wax. I'd like you to emulsify my strip. Jeez. Yeah. So I, uh, I emulsify the, the wax and then uh, suck up the old wax and apply like a fresh coat so it's nice and shiny. Well, in doing this, it's a long process. So I had a job where I was filling in for a superintendent for the first part of the day. Then I had deliveries, and then I had to do a strip and wax. And when you have shitty chemicals, like a, a very f- poor product, in this case, I had a very shitty stripper. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> Mark's story about having shitty strippers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Reminds me of the time so, I tried anal with a stripper once. So, uh Yes, so I had a shitty stripper, and uh, that just meant I had to strip the floor like 10 times. I would never do that, by the way. 10 times instead of twice. And uh, so that led me working till 5 a.m., and it, it sucked. It sucked, and that was a very bad day. And when when you're reaching 22 hours of working and nothing's going right for you, you start to get a little bit emotional. Like, I got emotional that night. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I'm fucking up this floor. And in the end, I was able to get... Uh, some okay results, but I do have to say, I got to love the support of uh, assistants sometimes. Cause I had an assistant there who, who was starting much later in the shift. Like I had had the 22 hour shift and he, he was starting. I don't know how companies get shift. away with letting someone work for 22 hours. It's so illegal. It's so fucking illegal. Like you're not allowed to do it. Unless I know they always say, if, if you consent, it's okay. You're not consenting because you know that if you say no to it and you say, fuck you after 13 of those hours, I'm going home. I'm not dealing with this. What you're doing is illegal. You won't have a job. So it's not <laughs> consensual. That's a, that's a fucking horrible gray area with it. When it. It depends on the people you're working for. So the people I'm working for. You are, shouldn't be allowed out of the goodness of your own heart to work 22 hours. <laughs> Even if you want oh, it's okay. I'll stay. You shouldn't be allowed to. I'm sorry. It should be no, go home. No, you're no, going to no. slip, fall and die because you're tired. I don't know. I just, I get, I've done it too, bro. I've done it too. I've had been taken. I, that, I, I feel like it's being taken advantage of. If you're doing that, you're being taken advantage of. No human should have to do that to feed themselves that day or to cover somebody else's ass. And you know how many times I've worked that many hours in a row because some guy just needs his car for work tomorrow. If it was at a shop, it'd stay in the shop overnight and they'd say, fuck you. But because it's me and I'm your buddy and I'm doing it in your driveway and I'm giving you a deal, you know, well, I'll give you another 200 bucks if you stay till five in the morning and finish this because, you you know, this broke, right? I've been there. I feel it. Depend, but, uh. Depends on the relationship you have with your boss. Like my boss is like... Got me out of some some rough some times. good shit. Yeah. All right, all right. So so it's like okay, I will do this for you. It's kind of like you do for me as I will do for you. So in all, what the did bad he do days, for you for twenty two hours straight after that? I'd love to know. Did he pay you for twenty two <laughs> hours straight, or did he just pay you once? See, <laughs> sorry, I just I uh, twenty two hours. So fucking you've me. had bad day. I've had a bad day. Everybody else has had a bad day, but. Uh, now coming back to the remembrance day, can you just picture like, okay, everybody, we're storming uh, Omaha beach. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what? Okay. Wait, what, what kind of defenses do they have? That's right Normandy. <laughs> and if you're not at the back of the boat, you ain't going to make it because we're calling this operation. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, operation <laughs> human, human shield. shield. <laughs> that, I hate, I hate to say this, but the whole South park joke of operation human shield from the movie or whatever it was from. Okay. When I see any D day footage, I swear to God, it's why that was like, they were like, yeah, just make sure the boats are really skinny and long so that the first like six guys in the front are just like the human shield. And then the rest of the guys in the back will get it they'll hit the beach but literally it was was insane bro insane so 
that's a very bad day. Like that's a bad day. <laughs> like yeah, you're in the army. You're being paid to uh, to defend countries and, and whatever. Sure, but nobody expected the onslaught that they that they endured at Omaha Beach. And out of all war movies, I gotta say, Saving Private Ryan probably captured that that invasion scene. Saving Private Ryan was probably my favorite war movie for a long time until some other couple other cool ones that I liked recently came out. Um, I was also a big Schindler's List fan, although I can't really call that a war movie, I guess. It's just more about the, the Holocaust and shit. But either way, um, I mean, how many Academy? They won a lot of awards. Saving yeah. Private Ryan was huge. Uh, I do remember when it came out, though, there was a lot of like criticism over the gore because there's a scene where the guy lost the bottom half of his body and he's like still alive there, I think. He's like writhing around. You see his like intestines hanging out and shit. And um, there was a lot like at the time that was it had been done, but not in an Academy Award winning movie that was was that Spielberg that did Saving Private Ryan? Yeah. OK, so not in, not in a big like big name kind of production like that. Right. So it, I remember getting, there was some shit talk about that, but it's like. Bro, we like imagine being there. You think it's too hardcore to put in a movie theater? Or you should cut that scene. That's not necessary, <laughs> motherfucker. These guys did that. They dragged their brothers with their intestines dragging behind them through fields at eighteen years old. Like we're talking about a bad day at work. You know, this guy's like, "Oh, I dragged Johnny through a field. Yeah, I can't feel my right shoulder. I think it's dislocated from a uh, fucking stepping on sea stepping on a landmine <laughs> over there about six uh, miles back, where pieces of my buddy hit me in the face. So I dragged Johnny across the <laughs> no man's land. There, he didn't make it because of all the barbed wire." sliced him up but either way uh now we're here eating the first rations we've had in four days and i think i got rot on my foot i think i'm gonna lose a toe because i've been in this boot for a week and i haven't had a shower but anyways outside of that it's been a good day <laughs> you want to know a funny thing about saving private ryan is uh the the people the celebrities who were playing the soldiers they they didn't have to go through training sessions mm. of, of what uh basic infantry had to go through and the shit that they did go through was very physically intensive and, and shitty weather and all that shit. You're talking and, about Matt Damon. And, and Matt Damon Matt didn't Damon. have to go through any of it. Yeah. And so everybody actually harbored resentment toward him. Like, hey, you got to be in the fucking movie as one of the big stars and didn't have to go through. And that's that was all to try to capture this real sort of resentment. Because they the were film. there to save him because his brothers all died, right? That <laughs> yeah. was, wasn't that the three hit? He was the fourth of, three, of yeah. something like that. He was the youngest of four? And it was his three brothers were all dead. I remember the scene where they cut to them out in the field, like, apparently they laid there for three days. Like they didn't die right away. I was like, oh, my God, dude. What a <laughs> fucking movie. Who else was in that? Was George Clooney in that movie too? Or no, 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 no. Yeah, Tom, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks was the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he Tom was Hanks. the main star. Vin Diesel. Oh, yeah. This Giov is when he was still like actually acting. Giovanni Ribisi. When he wasn't all just about family. <laughs> <laughs> when, he actually act, when he actually knew how he to act. He more like Spongebob. Like had, Patrick from Spongebob. Family. Family. So that's kind of what I... Spongebob. Sorry, but I'm just picturing <laughs> him like, you know, the... the the duck, the duck meme with it, like because that was literally he went from being like I want to be an actor and I really want to try and I want to have character development and I want to have depth and he was after a while he was just like, but I made a lot of money on Fast and Furious so I'm just gonna say family love make and make money. Funniest thing, uh, so I, you've obviously seen Scream, right? Yeah. So in Scream, they um, 
Jamie Kennedy, <laughs> his character in it, is talking about like the rules of how to survive horror and all that stuff. Well, there should be rules for every other thing because in Saving Private Ryan, when you see Giovanni Ribisi, like, oh, I have a note here to give to to give to my girl back home, and it's like, okay, that guy's gonna die. Yeah, everybody yeah. knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. The, the, the more they try to grip your heart, you're just like, I ain't gonna work. I got gotcha. They're gonna kill that motherfucker. I'm not getting emotionally invested. This also kind of sounds like my relationships in life now. <laughs> when you've been fucking bitten so many times by friends and family and girlfriends. Now now everybody who like, you're like, this guy's really cool. Yeah, this guy is really cool. This guy's going to be a bastard, cunt, motherfucking asshole. <laughs> or this girl's really cool. Yeah, this girl's awesome. She's going to take you for everything. <laughs> Little voice in the back of your head, right? Uh, that's kind of funny. But yeah, I feel like I feel the same way with that movie. That's so true. Some, some, some no's, do's and don'ts. What else is a good one? The the the, the letter home one. Um, the other one is the young. There's always the one young guy who's like the nerd that doesn't belong in the infantry. Yeah. They're just like, here's a helmet for you. You know, you're gonna read Morse code for us. Oh, okay, sir. <laughs> you know, his like, boots are too big for him. Can't tie his laces. Always that one fucking guy, right? Uh, yeah, it's always him yeah. in there too. Fury had that. The Fury was Sheila Balfe and Brad Pitt. Oh, I love that. That's movie. one of my favorite. Who's the the? I hate this. Uh, the um, the Mexican guy that's in it there, or the. The Spanish guy that's really, really good in it. The oh, Spanish guy? Maybe. Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. We got to look up the cast. The guy, there's a guy who's in it. He's he's always down in the in the bottom of the tanks. I think he's the guy that, anyways. The cast is amazing, and that guy was really, really good. Um, look, We're going to look up the cast right now. Brad Pitt, that was like one of the times. This is what kind of, people can hate Jonathan on. Jonathan Bernthal was like the bully of it. Yeah, he. I didn't like him. Oh, oh you're talking about the, Michael Pena. Right? Yeah, Michael yeah. Pena. Okay, yeah, that's the guy from, I was going to say the Ant-Man guy, but I wasn't 100% sure if it was the <laughs> yeah, Ant-Man yeah. guy, but it was the Ant-Man guy. Yeah. He's awesome in it, man. He fucking, he killed me because he's normally a funny guy. And he was even funny in that, but fuck, there was some real moments with him. And I, you don't see that with him, I don't think, as much. Or maybe I just haven't seen movies where he's being like that. He's, Fury was he's got some. He's got some serious moments. Uh, he uh, was... Uh, I don't know if you ever saw a shooter with Mark Wahlberg. Yes. Oh, right. He was the the FBI agent that wasn't corrupt. You're right. You're right. That yeah. was another one, man. Fuck off. I haven't seen that in a little bit. I'm going to go home and rewatch that. I <laughs> love Mark. It's a really Mar good movie. Marky Mark's my pull. I, I've yet to see a Mark movie I don't like. I even like his bad movies. Like He's just my one of my favorite actors. I love in The Departed the way that he fucking ended that movie. <laughs> Pop! Done. I love it. Just so good. <laughs> How's your mother? <laughs> Tired from fucking my father. <laughs> can we do a can we do a whole episode with with like um like those types of what 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 city that's are they doing Boston is it Boston or <laughs> Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh and Boston are fucking they do these weird and then there's Chicago and then there's the New York and they're all different but similar. Oh, yeah. It's fucking yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah the uh, the Boston. Uh, what's the what's the, what's the accent from the town? The bank robber movie. What, what isn't that uh, Brooklyn? Is it a Brooklyn accent? No, no, it's it's from a fucking Michigan Michigan state or something. Anyways, there's that accent's really funny too. Brad or not Brad Pitt, um, Ben Affleck's in that one, and he does the worst, the worst accent ever. <laughs> the town, yeah. What, what what city was that or what? Uh, it was like the most robbed. There's more. Oh, it's it's it is in Boston. Charles, it's Boston, Charlestown, Charlestown. No, no, but the Charlestown accent's different than Boston. It's I, I swear to God. So they they know the difference, but we might not ever catch it. But if you go to Boston with the Charlestown accent, like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like they know, right? <laughs> I guess if you, it's kind of like Newfies going to New Brunswick. 
Like normal people, would, but if a newfie goes into a New Brunswick bar, they'd be like, "What the fuck is that newf doing in here?" Like they know yeah. right away because there's just the newfs have this this their own little world of talking that we they, that nobody else. Everyone on the East Coast don't, doesn't like them because everyone assumes that we are all like newfies. Everyone assumes that if you're from east of Quebec, that you're a Newfoundlander and that you like, you know, cut sunroofs into your car with with jigsaws and that your boots are oversized and you wear those yellow jackets (laughs) and that you are an alcoholic and that you have overfished your province to death so why do you keep putting pictures of it on the back of your truck anyways they know that right but everybody that's in new brunswick and pei and nova scotia they're like that's not us bro we still got lots of fish and it's pretty nice here and our accents ain't that fucking bad there but we actually talk pretty close to the way you do in ontario yeah, so that's the East Coast is, uh, you know, that that's the way they are. There's a little bit of like, uh, kind of like the way we all kind of hated Quebec in the 90s when they wanted to separate. That's a, they still like that with the newfies on the East Coast, just so everybody knows. But anyways, um, kind of a cool thing if you think about how close war almost came to the home. We never really had war here in Canada. It's kind of easy to talk about this shit in, when you live in North America because we haven't really had, short of the Civil Wars, you know, anything really happened here since the, you know, 1700s um, that we didn't start ourselves. But in the Second World War, there were, off the coast of Nova Scotia, there were U-boats, German U-boats, fucking ready to fire. They were almost here. And it was, uh, part of it was because we were rounding up Japanese um, in, and this isn't something Canada's fucking proud of and you can, uh, that, that we talk about a lot, but it's, it's part of our history. In Ontario and in um, Alberta, specifically, we were rounding up Japanese after the whole Pearl Harbor thing, like, uh, maybe we should keep an eye on these guys, you know, what's going on, because nobody really saw that coming, and they didn't know what was being infiltrated, so it was kind of interesting how close to home it almost came. I remember my mom's parents, like, our grandparents, talking about that, like, what that was like. They're like, oh, there's fucking U-boats, like, uh, like 2,000 fucking <laughs> yards out in the, uh, on the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, should we leave? Like... Can you imagine, like, even now we're talking about, you know, the rioting and the, you know, the elections and how things are crazy, well, but compared to that. Like, I mean, I mean, we're... we're think about really- London had been bombed. Think about London. London was in, this is the, like, London was in fucking pieces. Like, it was in pieces. And yeah. we were reading about that in the paper going, well, that would be crazy. Now there's talking about U-boats 2,000 yards east. Like, I couldn't imagine the fear of being like, maybe those U-boats are sending coordinates in fucking Morse and they're on the way. So, so we're... Basically, no, we're basically there right now. So, and when I say that, it's uh, like Chinese China is sending their naval ships off the coast. Yeah, it's of getting Alaska crazy. Yeah, because uh, Biden and uh, the the UK and Australia and they formed that alliance yep. to uh, to help Taiwan and give Australia nuclear capable subs. It's getting interesting out there, guys. Uh, and if you don't know about all this stuff, I don't know, maybe oh, quit watching fucking CP24 because they're not talking about it. With what I just said, I'm curious. How do you say nuclear? Are you one of the guys that says no, nuclear I'm not or George, nuclear? I'm not George Bush, okay? <laughs> it's nuclear. There you That's go. That's how you say it. You say new and the word clear together. It's not nuclear. Nuclear <laughs> would be N-U-C-U-L-E-A-R or something to that effect. Nuke, nuclear is spelled N-U-C-L-E-A-R. Oh, I still hear it all the time. Yeah. Nuclear. Is it? What? N-U-C-L-E-A-R? Is that yes, how you spell it? Yeah. Yes, so you nuclear. just say it how you spell it out. <laughs> I can almost understand when people mispronounce knife or pneumonia. Like, I could get that. Or or tartaric, you know? I don't know. There's some words people say the wrong way, and I'm like, okay, but I don't get nuclear. It's not that fucking hard. <laughs> so it's, I mean, I have a question. Is it weird to be a fan of World War II, War II, like so many people died, and you're like, "Oh my god, I love that" because I've played it so many times. What do you mean you? 
Well, it's a, it is a big part of a lot of games. I don't, this is my thing with if you want to talk about why you love it, do you love it because of the way it's portrayed in games and the way the games kind of try to bring? Because it was the most brutal war of all time, according to North Americans. I'm sure other countries will whine and cry that there were other wars, and they're probably right. But there was a lot of people. I think it's got the highest death count because it was so many countries involved. So I don't think anybody can touch it there. Um, and I, I, I loved hearing about it in history. Actually, to be honest, when it came down to World War II and World War I, listening to the, the battles of World War I, I was like, I'm a bigger fan of World War I. And then World War II was just bigger in pop culture. I'll, this is what I'll say. World War I was cooler in the way that there was innovation. Tanks were invented, basically, during World War I. Uh, planes were just starting to become a thing. They trench warfare. Trench warfare was where it was at. Guns backfiring, misfiring. They had to, basically, bullets and guns, everything sucked. And then the First World War happened, and they went, we need to fucking engineer this shit. Guys are out there, and they're going, backfire, they're losing their hands. Well, how are our boys losing their hands? On our own fucking weapons, guys. We're fighting a war. This is the Great War. They didn't know there'd be a second one. They didn't know there'd be a third one. This was fucking it. This was what was going to separate the whole world and what it needed to be because of, you know, what after the, the American Civil War, there was like, what, what do we do? We've got this brand new nation that wants to run shit. What, how does this all fit in? So the First World War, if you want to know how the Second World War, if you really want to understand it, then you have to start in 1911. That's the only fucking way to do it properly and then understand. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to laugh. <laughs> understand what we did to Germany. I mean, we left them in such a bad position that and I hate to say, ugh, call me a crazy whatever the fuck you want. It is our fault that the second that, that Hitler became what he became and was allowed to rise to power. People were so desperate for somebody to give them a fucking inkling of hope that they took a crazy sight, sociopathic, narcissistic, very intelligent guy, and they gave him all the power in the world. And the, and when to understand how that happened, it's kind of funny when you look at the way things are going today and and and, and the similarities. You know, yeah. the, the blind people in Austria voted uh, nineteen to twenty one unanimously. For Hitler to become their leader as well after he was voted in as Chancellor of Germany because they were doing so well and he was giving out jobs. And they were in Austria and in Germany before Hitler taking the marks and it was cheaper to burn them, to light them on fire for heat than it was to pay your oil bill for your furnace. And pay for your heat. That's the level of poverty. Food didn't exist. You ate twice a week, three times a week. Think about that. Close your fucking eyes and think about how many goddamn times a day you Uber Eats or you go to Timmy's or you grab a snack or maybe you're really sick and you actually go two days without eating. How much do you eat on that third day when you get better? Picture eating three days a week for the fucking whole rest of your life. Like they, and it's bread and rice. Like that's where they left these countries. That's where we left them after the First World War. It, it was crazy. It was insane. The, and we did this through all these treaties, the very Versailles Treaty, Versailles and all this kind of shit. And you want to really dig into history and dig into this cool stuff. I'm not here to fucking give you a lesson. Go on the, go do some wikiing. It's amazing how politics left these countries in shambles. Did anybody in those rooms think, well, how, what are we going to do? Well, how are the German people going to eat? How, how, how are the, how are the Balkans going to survive? Do you think maybe there might be some bad stuff grow out of this poverty, out of this, what we've left them in? Like nobody yeah. questioned that we should be humans and, and care for each other then. And where to get us? It got us a second world war. And then in the second world war, we didn't really do that much better by the end of it. We still took a decent amount of, we, I mean, Germany and Japan were taken care of, but the Balkans were left into shambles. And that became Iraq and Iran and Syria and all the horse shit we're dealing with today and all the chaos in those places and Sri Lanka and all that stuff with the Tamil Tiger. Like when you, when you're not a human, when everybody sits and goes, okay, let's just take care of the people with money. There's uprising, there's revolution, and there's an, eventually another war. Yeah. And we're about 70 years since the last one. So, anyways. Yeah. 
That's why I love the first, Second World War because and it's just so much history and you have to know all that shit to really get it, to understand how it, an evil man and came to power. Have you seen... Uh, have, You've seen Mr. Deeds, right? Of course. So, you know, the butler was very, very sneaky. Yeah. Well, that was Germany in World War II. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, they were sweeping nations very, very sneaky. Like, very, yeah. so it, <laughs> Jobs. Noobs. It was just jobs. Like, oh, there's jobs. He's, he, he wants us to build roads. Didn't understand. You guys just didn't know where the roads went. They went to the countries you were taking over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But you didn't care. It was just like, I got a job. I can get paid every day to build a road because this Hitler guy told me to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like but even still, when the soldiers came in and, and swept out the, the cities and stuff, like it was, it was security, security. We need you to be safe. Do you remember the first world war? Do you want that to happen again? Do you want to be safe? Then let the German shoulders, soldiers come in and take care of you. Just wear this little badge. It's going to let us know who you are. Let us know you're one of the good guys. Put this around your arm. Then we know that you're, you know, that we are, you're, you're with us. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's still That's got, not you real. Have, he has way too much hair to be Dr. Evil. You, like, you're the opposite side of the spectrum. Of I'm just like, uh, <laughs> now they're just just get your Vax Pass. Just have your Vax Pass on your phone with you at all places. It's just, just so we know you're one of us. We just want to make sure we know you're one of us. We're never going to use it against you later. No, 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 no. <laughs> so World War II uh, made so many video games. And then, then they started. I think what you meant to say was a lot of video games were ma made about World War II. Yeah, 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 but it's still the same thing. Like, it, it, either way, World War II is the route where people are like, you know what, I'm going to turn that you, event But you know Matt, Matt Grenning was around back then going, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so all the video games that are going to come from this because he's definitely a time traveler, uh, no fucking yeah, doubt. Yeah, for sure. He, he might have even, like, got been the little, in was Hitler's ear, like, maybe you should go for it. Like, and then just well, that disappears. Yeah. Right? You never know what that fucking World guy. War One was then uh, glorified into a video game like Battlefield, and then mm. uh, and then there was uh, mustard the, gases. Then there nasty was shit. Vietnam War, which was also turned into a video game. And uh, it wasn't much of a war. That was more of a slaughter fest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, here's here's what I find hilarious is when it comes down to video games and then real life is like, you're never gonna call a sniper a camper. I mean, you just like he's a strategist who's been placed somewhere strategically to take down a high value target. But if you do that in a video game, it's like, well, no, no, you've been camping. You're a camping little bitch, dude. And it's like, what? What? No, you've been <laughs> you're a camping little bitch. I got to I got to admit one of my only um, I, I'm going to fully admit this right now. OK, I have ne 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 never played a video game online in my life. Yeah, I just said it. So I know everyone, immediately people are like, I'm never listening to this again. Mark is your game online dude. That's why he does those talks. But I don't, I like games and I love playing games and shit like that. But I'm, I'm about playing the story and stuff. I don't want to go online and deal with people. So, but for a while, I have lots of friends who do. And I love to watch it. People are like, yo, we're having a COD party. I'll be like, I'll smoke weed and eat pizza and watch you guys play COD. No fucking problem, boys. I'll bring a so, guitar. So at least you know about like. So I know a lot like, about it. I know about teabagging and how hilarious it is to watch you guys do it to each other so on you know, the screens. So you know how <laughs> hostile and toxic a Call of Duty lobby is, right? Like so many people talk shit. Like they're angry. You think the Dave Chappelle special is offensive. <laughs> you need to be in the lobby for fucking one of these games, man, I'm telling you. Like you could have you could have China coming down on the US for for trying to like sever ties and China's still not going to be as angry as some of the these prepubescent teens in the Call of Duty lobby. 
I'm gonna come over there and fucking kill your whole goddamn family, man. I'm gonna fucking kill them all right now. I'm gonna find out where you live. I got a friend of mine that can send an algorithm through the network, and I'm gonna figure out where you are. I'm gonna come get you. I'm gonna go get you, kill you motherfuckers. And then, okay, and here's You're the scary. Like, uh, okay, uh, here's my email. And here's some of the scary things: is <laughs> there are now people or uh, hackers that actually play these games that'll figure out your address. That's crazy. And then call the cops and say, "Oh, this person's a terrorist, or they're threatening, or blah 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 blah." And now, th- now there's a term for it. It's called swatted because SWAT will show up at your fucking door, bash it in, and treat you like a terrorist. And you're like, "What the fuck? Did I, I didn't do anything." God bless America. I talk shit to, in a <laughs> Call of Duty <laughs> lobby. Well, this is why I don't <laughs> play games online, boys. <laughs> I like my, uh, I don't want a billy club up my ass from a SWAT guy who's just like, you want to fuck with America? You don't want to fuck? Ah, Jesus Christ, get it out. I don't want, I don't need this. I don't need this in my life, you know? I have uh, enough problems with. Uh, You've seen Band of Brothers? Not in a long time, to be honest, but I have seen it. I think I saw it when I it first came go, out. I need to watch it. I need to do a rewatch to get like into details, but I saw it. I remember uh, the soundtrack was pretty cool. I remember having the soundtrack around. So what I love about this is it's not like a made up story like Saving Private Ryan. Although I'm sure something similar like that might have happened, but uh, it's not. Fury it's wasn't not a, a real story, story either, Fury but it was still a, a really story. good. But I mean, yeah. there were soldiers that started in Africa that made it to Germany. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Just maybe not in that same. But struggle. Band of Brothers is the struggle. Re- but the Band of Brothers is a retelling of events from the 101st Airborne. Not, nice. not not just like one guy saying like yo there, there was this time there was this when t- like when this we were all tripping on mushrooms when we were in the second imaging bro <laughs> yeah but instead it's like the 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 entire unit kind of like oh yeah well this happened and this is what Sergeant Winters did and th- and and this is what happened here it's fucking phenomenal if you haven't seen it you have to watch it do a rewatch there, there was a there was a video game as well also based off of uh, the 101st Airborne uh, and it was a brothers in arms game. And it's not so much like a first-person uh, online shooter like most Call of Duty, but you're, it's actually a strategy game where you have like four or five guys behind you and you're like, okay, I want you to go over there and fire. And I want you to flank there. So you're literally like pointing for, for where your soldiers are going to go. To point, It's totally tactical. And so if a tank runs down the street and you're like, okay, well, somebody has to get up behind the tank and... And uh, and either blow it up from behind, or somebody has to lay suppressive fire to be the distraction, so or get it, or set up it. some kind of landmine. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that, that sounds. I love those types of games where you're gonna have to do that strategy stuff. And it, one little fuck up, one little oh, I, I forgot to do this, and it's it all falls apart. That's that's <laughs> like chess almost. I love it. There was uh, there was a game on original Xbox, OG Xbox, probably on uh, PS2 as that well. What, is that what you guys call it, OG Xbox? Yeah. Oh my god. Of okay. course, the original game. So we just quit calling it a Genesis and call it OG Sega. Is that what's going to happen next? Oh, well, God. no, because the Sega Master System was the first one. Oh, good point. <laughs> Got me there. <laughs> so uh, there was this game called Conflict Desert Storm. I guess calling it OG Ness would mean the Ness that's not the re-released mini fucker. <laughs> yeah. So technically, yeah. we should, okay, I'm going to start using it. You win. There you go. <laughs> so uh, Conflict Desert Storm uh, had to do with a lot of the shit that was going on in Kuwait. And they even made the main bad guy, Saddam Hussein. They just renamed him. But, like, you could look at him and be like, okay, that's fucking Saddam. Like, what the fuck? But this <laughs> Got game, me another bomb because I'm going to rock Saddam. This game was hilarious because it was two players split screen. And it was only, like, teams of two at the time. And mm. your buddy could go up and, like, oh, there's a tank. So your buddy crawls up beside the tank. 
and just detonates the C4 charge that's on him. And, <laughs> and he'll kill himself and the tank, but then he'll lay there. It's my sacrifice. <laughs> then he'll lay there on the ground going, oh, oh. And then you just go over and heal him and everything's heal fine, him. but yeah, right. the tank's gone. So <laughs> Very realistic. <laughs> I'm sure if your grandpa he's there, was there, he'd be like, just like back in the day, exactly the same. Right? He'd be, ex- he'd be like ecstatic. He'd be like, that's Normandy for you. Yeah. Fuck, man. <laughs> that's kind of funny. It was, it Any was, other games that are World War II that you're super into that, that are, or World War whatever, any type of war games that are really, really good? Uh, Medal of Honor. Medal of Honor. Was always, I was going to say, that's one yeah. I've actually played. I had an old Medal play a of lot. Honor came out before Call of Duty. I played Medal of Honor on fucking PS2, the first one came out? Or three? I think it was two, man. The first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, it would have been the I OG. remember playing the first, the, the first one on PS2. Yeah. They didn't have a PSX Medal of Honor, I don't think. No. But I remember playing that, like renting it <laughs> and, and, uh, and then buying it. It was really, really good. And, um, I remember there was this fucking part in the first one with train tracks. It was so goddamn hard to get past. Cause you kept, you kept falling in the train tracks and you <laughs> fucking couldn't get out. It sucked. Anyways. So uh, the, the one thing that I actually loved about Medal of Honor, uh, and whether you were playing like local multiplayer because online play wasn't big when the first one came out. At that out. time, no. Because yeah. peasants like me couldn't afford the internet. So it was all about LAN parties. Local, <laughs> local area network What'd you say? parties. LAN parties. <laughs> I just oh my god! I remember being, I would people would call me and ask me to come. Hey, we're having a land party. Like, bring a guitar and some weed, and we'll hang out. Because I just didn't. I would no interest in playing, but I would just come and get stoned and play and jam <laughs> with these guys. It was good times, man. Fuck. So, one thing that I loved in Medal of Honor was they captured the environment beautifully. So, I mean, I don't want to say this because it's it's not supposed to be beautiful but it 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 was beautiful and I'm not referring to death or saying that the the killing of anyone is okay and I don't want to su- support or promote any sort of bloodshed but I mean Europe in the 30s and 40s farmers fields and country roads leading to small towns where soldiers were stationed it was a fucking bloodbath man shy of the blood it was beautiful. Oh, you mean it, uh, the, the scenery? Landscape. Oh, the yeah. landscape is pretty. Yeah, yeah. I'll give it you was, that. It was phenomenal. Littered and with bodies, but very pretty. I mean, like even war-torn cities were works of art. It's true, especially in their own yeah. right. You're not wrong. I mean, that's why a lot of that shit's been preserved over there. There's a lot of that stuff's preserved when you go over to Europe. Yeah. So, so uh, Canada has the uh, these famous painters. That we're known for a long time. The group of seven. Oh my God. Are we really talking about the group of seven? Who's your favorite member of the group? This is the most Canadian conversation. <laughs> Letter Kenny's got the Canadian cover. This is the most Canadian cover. What was the other one the other day we were talking about? What our favorite maple syrup was or what our favorite <laughs> beer was five, that's more than 5%. Well, here's another one for you, kids. Who's your favorite member of the group of seven? I think uh, Monet is mine. Is Monet one of them? I don't fucking know. I've done, I have don't. didn't pay any attention to none of this shit. <laughs> no, Monet, Monet is not in the group well, of I seven. Well, I like him. Fuck the group but, of seven. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, the, but the, the thing about the group of seven is there were a couple members that were tasked and paid, didn't necessarily want to, but they were paid to go over and paint the war. Yes. So That's pretty cool. So there are paintings of the landscape, the, the battle torn. And city. I imagine the people that develop those video games put a lot of time and research into trying to make that. Realist. They probably looked at that shit and looked dug into it. Similar to the way Assassin's Creed does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this is my segue here. I love this, man. I'm excited to talk about it. I'm a ma- like I said, I don't, I'm not a big game guy, but the games I love, oh, like Sonic's my thing. I love Sonic, so I'm big, 
really deep into that, but Assassin's Creed, the series, and Ubisoft is a company, in, which is Canadian company. How cool is that out of Montreal? Mostly. I thought, I thought to you Sonic was second to Super Mario. Wow. <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? <sighs> so Sonic put out a movie, and it's the highest grossing video game movie of all time. And guess what? We're going to get a Super Mario movie, too. And Chris Pratt's going to be Super Mario. And some broad who's not that good at voice acting is going to be the princess. And anyways, Sonic, Patrick came here again. Sonic 2 is already filmed and done. It's already got Idris Alba as Knuckles. Yeah. And it's going to be fucking dope. It's going to kick the shit out of the Mario movie. Just like it kicks the shit out of all fucking Mario games. Fight okay, me on so this. Okay, so you were saying about Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Assassin's Creed is one of the great... Okay, so the ones I like, I, I like quite a bit. So Sonic's one of them. I used to really like Nights into Dreams when it was a thing. I like GTA. Everyone likes GTA. It's fun. Not very good at the missions. Ah, but I do have fun killing people and blowing up gas stations. And shooting hookers. I mean, can't do it in real life. Do it in a game. Um, oh, no, not, not just can't do it. Just don't do it in real life. Just do it in the game. Don't do it. I said can't do it in real life. I know, life. and I'm saying don't do it in real life. <laughs> We're only one bad mushroom trip away from shooting at hookers, I think, man. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, Assassin's Creed, as a history nerd, like I remember... Again, don't do it. Sorry, continue. I remember being in elementary school. This is a true story. Um, I, was a, I went to this school. I got kicked out of class a lot, and I remember getting kicked out of history a lot because I hated the history. She was a bitch. We'd show up, and she was like, you're going to do a cover page... For the Second World War. And guys like you, yes, it's the Second World War. I, I checked my fucking syllabus. Today's the first day of the Second World War. I cannot wait to go into class. And she'll be like, does anybody know what the name of the Axis powers are? Oh, me, 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 right here, right here, right here, right here. I know the Axis powers. I know, I know, I know. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I was like. And we would show up and she'd go, we're going to do a cover page about the Second World War all week. And I'd be like, what? <laughs> all week. It's Monday and it's due Friday. And then we'd like, that's it. And I'll be like, but I want to learn about the, the, the war. I don't want to draw. I don't know anything about it. What do I know? How do I know what to draw? This was a real <laughs> thing. So anyways, I was just misbehaving. I, at one point I was like, you're the worst fucking teacher I've ever had. And <laughs> she's like, you, you know, cause I said, fuck immediately go to the office. And I, and I picked up my book and I said, good, I'll go to the office and learn something about the second fucking world war. I'm certainly not going to do that here. And I stormed out. And then I, I told my principal and I said, I'm going to sit here. I don't want to talk to you. I want to read this book. And then you can dole out whatever fucking punishment you deem fit for my cursing over that useless bitch that you need to fire. And you know, you, there's no way you don't know she's got to go. <laughs> it's just, she's too close to retirement to get rid of her. So let's that now that the politics are out of the way, I'm going to read this book. And I would sit there and read it and he'd come out and he'd, he'd grill me. He'd ask me shit. And I, I was on, on the ball. I really, truly was interested and loved it. And I'm telling you right now, man, if you're a teacher out there, like, come on, you got to find the kids like me that actually are interested in things. And come on, bring us out, man. Don't be, don't be bitches to us. Like we give a fuck. Don't underwhelm us. Don't take an exciting topic and poke it with a pin. If you're going to be, a, if that's what you're going to do, get another fucking job. If you're yeah. going to be a teacher, you should take kids like me. You should encourage us because I'm telling you, the teachers that did do that for me are the reason that I'm as successful at whatever I'm doing today that I am. <laughs> I never, you know, so anyways, props to teachers that are good for that shit. Cause I had some real good ones. Wilson wasn't one of them. Anyways. <laughs> so my crappy history teacher kicked me out. I'd read the books. I loved it. So then I'm 22, 20, whatever. I'm living with this guy, Jeff. Uh, fuck, what was Jeff's last name? If you're out there, Jeff, you know, props to you. We went, met at Minix. He was one of the guys oh, yeah. I worked with at Minix. He ended up living with me, with him and his girlfriend. And he's playing Assassin's Creed 1. And I come out and I'm like, what is this? What a cool looking game. It was a PS2. 
Ooh, I think yeah. PS2. And uh, it was just really kind of, I mean, that one was very basic. It takes place during the 11th century. It's the Crusades. Um, you're a guy named, I can't remember what even country. Anyways, you end up going to, you go to Israel and you go to um, Damascus or Damascus or however you want to say it. And you go, you know, you're in that kind of region and you go to all these places and you kind of help develop history during the Crusades with this apple, this, this, this kind of, uh, this thing that is from biblical times. So there's a bit of a science fiction aspect to it, but the history, the idea of the whole franchise is that the assassins... PlayStation 3 and 360. Okay, so it's PlayStation 3. The assassins have been influencing history throughout time. So, And in the beginning, in the first game, you don't really understand where they're going with it, but fuck, does it ever get good? Because they're even... like It gets to the point where you know the assassins take place... Are there when... The Declaration of Independence is signed. The assassins are there um, when uh, the goal, or what's it called? You know, Jesus' bones are moved. You know, uh, during the Crusades because everyone lost track of where the Catholic Church lost all these artifacts. You know, and it's there. So in the first game, that's kind of what it focuses on. In the second game, it's so cool. I mean, you're buddies with Leonardo da Vinci. Like he's a character that you go yeah, to his place. Yeah. He designs things for you, and they try to follow his life. Like he's gay. He's got fucking guys coming in and out of the fucking place every time you show up. He's got some dude leaving, right? And he's like, <laughs> it's so fucking cool the way they kind of just do it. Where like the care George Washington is in the game at one point too, and he's a piece of shit. He's just like he was. <laughs> he was a slave owning asshole back in the day. He was a mean. That's why he was such a good commander in chief. That's why he was like they wanted him to become. You know, to, to start this shit out because he was he was a badass motherfucker. He knew how to get shit done. You know what I mean? So that's why that's why during in the Revolutionary War I'm talking about. And so the, it takes in the Revolutionary War he's cutthroat. He, you know, he's not fucking nice. And I love that Assassin's Creed kind of does that. They do the same thing with the French and all that during the Revolution. Yeah. So the first game's 11th century. So if you're not really into old history, you're gonna get bored. The second game takes place during 14th. Um, I'm beginning 1400s, which is 15th century, right? Yeah. Okay. So 15th century shit, and you're an Italian guy. But it's really cool because there's um, the Roman Catholic Church and all of that. It's kind of you end up killing the Pope. And if you go back and read, <laughs> no, if you end up going back and reading, there was a Pope that died of a mysterious illness. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. At this yeah, exact, yeah. so they do follow history, but they just whenever there's something about history that's a little bit, well, we don't know how that happened. We don't know how the Bastille burned in Paris before the um, the French Revolution. We don't know who killed that Pope in the fifteenth century. So they just, well, the assassins did it. They were yeah. influencing history. It's such a cute, clever idea. Now in that game, you're in the Sistine Chapel and it's being painted still. Yeah. Michelangelo's fucking rafters. You have to use them. How cool is that? You crawl through Michelangelo's fucking setup that he's using to paint the roof, yeah. and that's how you jump down and kill the Pope. It's so clever. You get to be a part of history, and yeah. it's made in the game. I love it. So if you're into history, I would recommend that. The third game, technically there's three games in part in the second part, So and they all take place around the 15th century, and they're all... Uh, you go to... Ooh, um... Uh, Istanbul, Constantinople, Istanbul, Constantinople. <laughs> so it's called Constantinople in the game, but it's obviously, uh, and it's it's so funny. Oh, quick, 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 another quick story about this. My buddy went to Rome, first honeymoon, and he's okay. in Rome, and he's walking around, and he's taking his girl to everything. He's like, we're going over here. And, and she's like, oh, okay, how do you know? He's got no GPS on his phone, nothing. <laughs> he's going to all the, the big, whatever, the, you know, there's the, the Coliseum and all this other shit. Yeah. They're, they're going to all the the... the What's the, what am I? What, tourist attractions. Tourist attractions. Yeah. Historical ones. And she's like, how do you know? And he's like, I have Assassin's Creed 2. And I've played it to death in the second part of this 2, which I think is called Revelations or Brotherhood. It's called Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. 
you're in Rome for the whole game, but it's massive. It takes it's it's easily there's so many sections, and you have to free them. You go to a section, the Templars run it. You go, you kill the main bad guy, and then you liberate the people, and you feed them, and you help them build banks. It's kind of a cute thing. Um, and you have a team of assassins that you get to go do stuff in other areas. It's the first game where you get to kind of do that. They're starting to introduce that online aspect yeah. that I never got into, but it's really cool. And so, yeah, it's so accurate that he knew where to go just from playing the game, which yeah. is very, very cool. It's 100% <laughs> accurate. Work your way up to the third one. You're now um, a half-native, half-white guy. So you got real politics in here. And in that game, you don't really have to be good at playing games. You're pretty much there for the story. You can just follow this guy yeah. whose name is Connor and this struggle with his white dad and his native mom It's who ends up dying. It's a beautiful story, and it's really, really cool. You know, It's well-written, and it's kind of a part of history, that whole the way we ripped their land from them. And how crazy that was and how he was in the middle of it and a lot of the way the nation formed. There's this one um, battle, the Battle of Bunker Hill, or I think it was, uh, maybe it was Bunker Hill. I can't remember right off the top of my head, but there was one battle in it where you have to crawl behind enemy lines up a tree and jump out of the tree, land on his horse and shank this motherfucker. And that's how the battle ends because you take the commander because you are not going to win. And the commander in that battle died of a mysterious illness they thought was related to food. Uh -huh. In the but so in the game they're like now nah, now nah, it was the assassins like I love that like they anytime there's a little history where they're like ah we don't know what went down that's what they throw in and in the game you get to play it and you get to shank this guy on that horse and then sneak back into the bush and they're all just like what happened it's very very cool um, Unity is the one that we really need to talk about for a sec Unity takes place during the French Revolution and almost all of the game takes place in Paris and the Notre Dame Cathedral burnt down a few years back. And this is how crazy uh, Ubisoft, the company, is when it comes to the detail of Paris and of London if you play um, the one that's after Unity. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm, I'm mind farting, but either way. Um, can you remember it off the top of your head? Yeah. No, it's a Unity and either way. It's the, it's the one where you're the brother and sister and you're in London. We're going to bring it up in a sec. Um, it's so accurate to the city at the time, especially at the time. Um, the same thing with Boston and New York. You go to Boston and New York when New York burnt down in the 18th century. Syndicate. Syndicate. Syndicate's the one where you're playing the, the two people at once. And it's so accurate that when the Notre Dame Cathedral burnt down, they contacted Ubisoft Montreal and said, can we get your code? Can we get whatever you use to build that? Because it's so accurate. And it was so much wood that now that it's burnt, they don't know... like. How was this held together? <laughs> like how, like what type, you know, so much of it burnt down, they're not sure. They want it to be as close to what it used to be. Yeah. And those guys went in and did fucking deep thermal scans of that place and went in and programmed it in so that like, because there's parts of the game where you blow the roof off it and you're going crawling through secret passageways. So they had to go, okay, could we put a secret passageway in this little section here? You know what I mean? Like they had yeah. to really, they really think about it. It's basically your home base for most of the game and you do your first and your last big missions in that Notre Dame Cathedral, which is a massive Massive cathedral. It's probably the size of most of the, the factories and plants in the other games. Yeah. That's how cool Assassin's Creed is. I'm a massive fan of it. I highly recommend you try them all out. But the three new ones are very different, and they're not really Assassin's Creed games. They're kind of, but don't expect the same type of historical crazy accuracy and meeting I, real I people. Think, I think it goes more down to uh, the, the myths, the yeah. mythos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more of like, they want to create, well, because in those original ones, every character you meet on the street, anybody who's a friend of yours, missions that you do, 
the name, the person's name comes up and you can look wiki that shit. That person exists and there's yeah. a record and they're like, this person was known to, to you know, I, I, I'm trying to, my kind of like bankers and, and people who were connected to the royal family and all this. And it's all real. It's all yeah. accurate. So they had a little bit more freedom if you're going to go into like ancient Egypt. They're like, well, there's no records for all these people and where they lived and where they're at <laughs> yeah. and how their addresses were and whether they paid taxes. Oh, yeah. This, so you can this. have, yeah, you can have more freedom with the characters, right? But in the original six, seven, eight games, it was down to like every detail of that person's life was accurate, and I love that. So props <laughs> to them, man. Check those games out. Yeah. They're all like, yeah, well, we know right down to the fucking structure that that Zeus lived in, and we know <laughs> that he, he kept his togas on the floor. <laughs> we found we found we found the Dead Sea Scrolls, and we read through them real carefully, and we realized. Yeah. So uh, I mean, if you like games like that, uh, something you might enjoy would be L.A. Noir. Have you ever played that Never game? Never heard of it. So L.A. Noir was made by um, Rockstar. Oh, okay. And so, so same company that made GTA, but they teamed up with another company. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I know I'm going to get this wrong, and I think the company was Bondo or something like, like I don't know. It was, it was something fucked up. But they came out with this uh, motion capturing technology to capture, like, everything on the face. Right. So um, you're a cop. Back in I don't know the the forties fifties into the sixties like it was like just okay. just after the war and stuff, and uh, as part of this, since you're a cop, once you arrest people, you have to interrogate them, as, and as part of the interrogation, you have to read their face and try to tell if they're lying. So huh. they'll do like the whole like oh looking up to the left or or whatever as, <laughs> and and you have to study their face. Yeah. But if you accuse them of lying, you have to have evidence that you've gathered from on scene to back it up. Yeah, but. When so it, you got to figure out which people are worth chasing that evidence for. Oh, this yeah. guy's lying. I got to go check that scene again. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of neat. And uh, with the same thing that you were saying that Assassin's Creed does, oh, like there's some mystery behind the death of this person, whatever, and they kind of fill it in with the story. They did the sort of the same thing when it came down to the Black Dahlia. Oh. And so you end up solving the Black Dahlia case in this game. That's really up. clever. Fuck, sick. man, you've sold me. That's <laughs> really cool. I mean, there's like bands named after that shit and all kinds of songs written about that. Yeah. That would be a cool thing to check and out. And you go through like your your uh, homicide detective, then you go to Vice, and then you get uh, demoted down to arson. Fuck, man, that's pretty cool. I'm going to check that cool. out. Yeah. Um, Try to think of uh, what you were talking about war games that were really good. Um. I, I never I know Siphon Filter's not a war game, but <laughs> Jesus Christ, I always thought that that was one of the coolest games to play when it came to just like shooting shit. So a lot stuff. of a lot of people uh, when they have kids and and babies and stuff, they a lot of them say like, oh, I don't have time to game anymore because I got a kid and all that. My just don't love your kids so much. And you can game kids, all you want. My kids, I, they understood. Like when my oldest was just a baby. Um, there was one time that he woke up in the middle of the night and his mom didn't think that I would get up in the middle of the night to feed him or whatever. And I totally did. I got up and I, and I fed him. And after he was, uh, fed and he was starting to doze off, he stayed in my arms. And then I picked up my Xbox ah, controller and I started playing to town. Metal of Honor Rising Sun. <laughs> so he knows what's that rising sun, uh, the irony. <laughs> We're playing Rising Sun. This is how I'm going to raise my son. And now I'm not allowed on the podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. That's yeah. adorable. I'm kind of picturing you doing this, too. Because Mark's like, Mark's kind of a gruff motherfucking dude. So I'm kind of just picturing me. It's okay, little buddy. I'm going to kill him. Give me your mother. 
Son of a bitch, yeah. Camping little bitches. Fucking land. Fucking snipers. Come on, a little closer, a little closer, a little closer. Little. Oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. Come on, come on, motherfucker. Yeah, I so, can picture it. Do you believe in uh, pl- putting Christmas lights up before Remembrance Day? A lot of people. This is a... Okay, when you say, like I said, when you say believe in, see, I do think that people that get super offended over it, like, I don't know, there's a lot of shit to be offended about in the world today. I don't really think this should be on the list. There's, but at there's, the same time, I wouldn't do it. Like, I wouldn't, I, I kind of, like I said, because we had so many birthdays later in the month, Yeah, it, it was never an early November thing for me. It never has been. So yeah. it's easy for me to be like, yeah, wait a little bit. But uh, some of these people, maybe this is all they have all fucking year. If you want to hang yeah. yourself by the Christmas lights because you're not allowed to put them up on the first, whatever. I guess you so, should be allowed, but I don't like it. So there's uh, two sides of the spectrum here. And uh, one is that uh, so many people say that you shouldn't to pay tribute to soldiers who have lost their lives and couldn't celebrate Christmas. But then there are actually like there's actually an old war vet who came out to say, we fought for your right to do so. Exactly. So go ahead. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, we were talking. I don't know if you want to say but we were, the things that you're allowed to. You know, the irony of the world right now. You're talking about the $10 bill? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The $10 bill has the Flanders Fields poem on it or something, yeah. which is a classic poem that was pulled from the... It wasn't written during the Second World War, was it? was written yes, before. No, it was written. It was written during it. And it's, yeah. just, it's pretty infamous. And then on that exact same bill is the Charter of Canadian Rights and Freedoms. And <laughs> it's just like... Which doesn't really exist anymore because, like, you're basically, like... There's, there's there's a lot of health issues right now, and the amount of ID that we all need to carry, and the fact that you're not allowed to like, uh, my my friend can't donate his kidney to his dying uncle. He's not allowed to because he won't go get vaccinated. But if he gets vaccinated, they tell him his kidney won't be good enough for him to donate to his uncle. So fucking figure that out, bud. <laughs> so I guess we'll just let him die, right? Yeah, I guess that's where we're at now. Let's just let the baby boomers die because it's inconvenient to move your vax pass rules around. That's where we're at. So the Charter of Rights and Freedoms is fucking gone. You also can't, you know, say whatever. You, I mean, look at Doug Ford's kids. Doug Ford's kids were like, Dad's upset about this vax pass because he said he wasn't going to push it on people, and now he has to. And they were told to shut their Facebook accounts down and shut their mouths, and they weren't allowed to voice those types of opinions or those types of thoughts. That all fucking fell apart. Like, it's obvious that the Charter of Rights and Freedoms is not being upheld to the, to the level that it should be. And if you want to argue that, I will fucking do it with anybody out there all day. Well, I'm... I mean, in the but U- let's keep printing it on our money and pretending. I mean, funny thing in uh, the U.S., they can't even say the phrase "Let's go, Brandon" anymore. Like that's oh being banned. Oh my on god, flights. that's funny. Like, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> let's. I'll do it all day. I'll do it all day. And actually, there's. Uh, it's actually legal to bring up uh, in Parliament now too. It was recently passed that you're not allowed to say "Let's go, Brandon" in Parliament of Canada. <laughs> of Canada. Of Canada. What? Like what? So uh, yeah, you mentioned in <laughs> Flanders Fields. Uh, so I just wanted to go. over Hey, that. remember when Trump tried to make it so people weren't allowed to talk bad about him, and that was not okay. Everyone was like, "Oh, you're a Nazi psychopath," but Biden does it, and it's like, <laughs> "Good for you! I love the world." So in Flanders Fields, uh, it's a poem written by John McRae, who was a soldier who fought. So uh, I'm going to uh, read through it here, just uh, to pay tribute because this is our Remembrance Day episode, and we've uh, we've been talking about everything, and it's been an hour. Yeah, and, and I'll be honest. Remember in school, before, just before you get to it, because I want to set a little tone here. Let's set a little tone. I remember. Some shit from when we were in elementary school that I feel is a bit lost these days. I miss. I kind of, you know, because my sister didn't get the same shit I did. She's only 10 years younger than me. But I remember, you know, the singing O Canada every day. Yep. It was a pretty big deal. <clears throat> I remember getting in shit for not singing. Like, if you just sat there and didn't say anything, 
It was kind of like, what's wrong with you? Like, you're kind of supposed to at least hum along a little bit. Like, come on, don't be a bitch. Um, if you were in music class when the anthem played, when I was in, you were expected to like jam along. Like, if you were, if really? it was your, if your morning class was music and the, the anthem came on, we'd play with it. Really? The teacher, she'd, she'd, we'd all, yeah, that was fucking real shit, man. Miss Brit, cool. Britton was dope like that. I mean, we fought a lot, and I ended up beating her kid up when I went to high school. No, yeah, I went to high school, and her son went to my high school, and I fought him. It was great. Anyways, but she was a really good music teacher. <laughs> Got to do a lot of fights in school. So in elementary school, for me, uh, we had an actor come in Ooh. to the library dressed in like authentic World War One gear. World, oh, yeah, the World he- heavy stuff shit. Another day, uh, came in with... Uh, like empty. play more mines and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, he'd dead mines. In, yeah, so he'd yeah. come in with the actual. I think we had like, that too once shit. or twice. Yeah. And he would actually read out the in Flanders Fields. Read it to us. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember. So Canada was a big deal. The other thing was on Remembrance Day, the whole eleven o'clock in the morning because it's eleven, yeah. eleven, eleven. Moment of silence. Moment you know, shut. Silence. I haven't done that in forever because I'd probably you know on the eleventh of November most days I'm probably I don't know I might be in the I could be <laughs> anywhere. I mean I'm I'm on, I'm on my own boss so I'm. I'm going to be honest, I might be still asleep or in the middle of getting up and rushing, getting... I usually yeah. get up in the morning and I spend the first three hours of my day on the phone getting parts, arguing with customers who think they know more than me and getting things ready to go. Yeah. So I kind of miss that. I, that. Like, I, I feel like maybe I, I should try and get back into that, you know. But I remember that moment of silence, you know. Like, literally, they're like, we're going to chill for a minute. And you actually shut up for two minutes and, like, actually was like, man, like, the stuff we were talking about. Like You'd always hear that lone trumpet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that was really good. I, love I, it. I wanted it. you to do the whole thing. Actually, I was, I was about <laughs> to sit back. Um, no, but uh, that was yeah. The guy, you'd have the trumpet thing on, but I'm, you would actually kind of think a little bit about like that, like the struggle thing. You know, where you're just like, oh, you know, I'm really sad that my dad's not around. Well, in three years, I could be drafted, sent across the fucking sea, and end up losing my legs and coming back. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, it could. We, def- we definitely have to talk about. Uh, you had to the have conscription. The... Like, like, oh like, yes, let's get on to conscription. But before we go there. Uh, I did want to talk about uh, why. Well, we want you to, to hit the poem. I want yeah. you to hit the poem. I just wanted to kind of set so, that tone for when we would normally hear this. It would be during those announcements in the morning yeah. on the 11, 11, 11. So actually, um, over the past, I've worked for this company that I'm with now for four years. And because I'm either usually driving or if I'm working evenings, I'm sleeping, I've missed it completely. But prior to this, when mm. I was working at uh, a thrift store, like, we would do the moment of silence thing. Like, you'd hear over the announcements, okay, attention, customers, attention, employees, we are now going to do the moment oh, of silence. Oh, I know where this but is going. there's always a chatty patty who's too busy talking, ignores the announcement, and just comes through, like, everybody's standing there silent, and she just comes through, and she's rummaging through a whole bunch of shit, and, like, Look. crashes through the receiving door, just, <laughs> what? Oh, 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 no, okay. I love the ones that don't do the, oh, oh, they just keep, they just look around and go, going on and then just keep pushing the cart <laughs> what the fuck is going on with these people eh? <laughs> okay in flandered fields by john mccray in flandered fields the poppy Shit. blow between the crosses row and row that mark our place and in the sky the larks still bravely singing fly scarce heard amid the guns below we are the dead short days ago we lived felt dawn saw sunset glow loved and were loved and now we lie in flanders fields Take up our quarrel with the foe. To you from failing hands we throw. The torch be yours to hold it high. If ye break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep, though poppies grow in Flanders fields. So he wrote that in April 1915 to memorialize the Battle of Ypres. 
Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which was a four four day battle where uh, the Germans used. Well, there were four days. There battle. were four days in that battle where the Germans first used chlorine gas. Yeah. Yeah. Which it, isn't mustard gas, but it's pretty shitty anyway. It earned uh, Canadian troops the reputation of tough and dependable, but it did cost us around six thousand lives. That's a lot of fucking dead people. Um, he spent 17 days tending to the wounds and performing surgeries on soldiers, and when he lost a close friend is when he wrote that poem. Passchendaele's another insane First World War battle that was, like, made Canadians, like, solidified us in time. Yeah. yeah. You ever uh, see those My Heritage commercials? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, well, of yeah. course. Yeah. Of course. So that was one of them. Like, it showed them, like, I remember him. Yeah, yeah, right. I remember that. Like, and I'm sorry, the production value on those was really low. So I remember, like, thinking, <laughs> like, that's not a fucking, he's the, he's, that's definitely not the guy. We're definitely the, the pew, pew, yeah. pew. Like, the noises were so fake in the background. But either way, it was cool. I liked those moments, Um, those, those heritage moments. They had one where we invented basketball too that was fun oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean and everybody everybody around our age remembers i smell burnt toast i ah! smell burnt toast <laughs> <laughs> there was an alexander graham bell one with the fucking morse code across yeah. the sea too and then of course there was the house hippo <laughs> <laughs> anyways um i remember um another thing that was kind of neat about remembrance day when we were younger that i don't know my sister didn't really get this either was we when we were in elementary school specifically was the assemblies they would drag us down all classes were lined up and then they'd have these big huge fucking things where some of the kids that were well behaved because i was never involved with those kids would be able to like pick up uh wreaths a big wreath that each class had a oh, wreath yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so we'd elect one of our yeah. our you know, goody two shoes fucking 20 out of 20 on their her spelling <laughs> test bitch fucking people to pick the wreath up and go it up it's funny because when i got older i realized those were the best looking girls usually so you learn to change in elementary school you're like this fucking 20 to tone spell and be bitch right here with her wreath but then you get a little older and you're just like i'm gonna wreck that <laughs> you get into high school you're just like i'm gonna marry that girl <laughs> anyways but um so, they would do that they'd have them go up and put the wreaths out and then they'd have world war two veterans there which was kind of cool there usually one or two of them and stuff like that and they might even have someone to go up and tell stories or you know say hi to the kids or whatever i so don't know i love that authenticity when, when it came when it comes down to remembrance say out of like all the shit that came that keeps coming out with people saying like oh we need a new stat holiday you think about the politicians who why just, don't we just make remembrance day a stat holiday yeah, like that's oh, a good fucking idea family day in february and that's which is stupid day a name for a day and it's like why don't we just have remembrance day is that holiday well but, they just made that indigenous people's holiday at the end of october only for the government and it, and nobody gets it off I'll, i remember going into subway going hey are you enjoying the holiday <laughs> like i love it I'm not, I'm not trying to like this is super insensitive and racist okay but the whole like this bleeding heart like white guilt native thing it's so conveniently placed time-wise right around the time of our election. It's sad because it's actually a real tragedy that what went down with that. And I'm going to say it right now. I don't give a fuck. Why is no Catholics being arrested? Why is nobody that ran these schools being hung out to dry? Where's the responsibility? They give them a day that nobody has off and they arrest nobody. And you want to tell me that we actually feel bad about this? Like as a white person that actually feels guilty about this shit, could the rest of us do a better job at showing it? Like, I'm sorry. Like, they've done fuck all. And I got lots of, like, my apprentice is half native. I've got so, I'd be, it's kind of weirds me out sometimes how often I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy's native. That guy's, like, almost all my friends are half, three quarters, or full on native. It's a pretty common thing with me. My friends that aren't black or, or Indian are usually some type of native descent. And, like, 
They're all like, this is fucking ridiculous. You gave us an orange donut at Tim Hortons for one week, and that's it. That's what we got for like, what, what we had 10,000 dead kids now or some shit? Where are the arrests? Where's the responsibility? It's fucking bullshit. So we're talking about Remembrance Day. Let's talk about remembering these kids. Let's talk about remembering native casualties. It's ridiculous. I'm not saying you should bombard my Thanksgiving with feel guilty and quit eating turkey with your family. Fuck off with that shit. We're here to celebrate being able to eat with our family today, not for what happened before. Yes, it was a bad deal. Get over it. But I do think this that giving them that day that no one got off, and I just don't like the way it was dealt with. Yeah. I don't fucking think it represents the way my people feel about the way theirs was treated. I, I'm throwing it out there right now. It's yeah. fucking bullshit, and I don't like it. <clears throat> End rant. So that, that was his rant. I'm going back onto the topic of where I was about to go. So I remember hearing so many stories in history class uh, of uh, like Canadians at war, like during World War One, World War II. I could II. listen to that shit and, all And I, I loved them. I loved them. But it's hard to say what is actually accurate because literally everybody tells like their winning side of whatever. Like mm. with hearing like, oh, I, it was the U.S. that won the war, World War II. And it's like, no. But then you like, you hear more of it and you're like, wait, you mean like the Russians when, when they came in from the back and kind of killed all major players and wait what the russians and the italians were fucking brutal they destroyed us every time we went. nobody wants to talk about how badly we got our asses handed to us in the beginning of that war because we didn't really know it was a war yet you got to keep in mind um that the americans weren't involved in the first world war until they blew up the lusitania which was a boat that was sailing off the coast of florida i could be wrong with this uh i think it was florida and the germans sunk it it was full of civilians and yeah. that's, it was full of civilians. It was a mistake. The Germans didn't know. They thought it was a war boat. They didn't know what was up. I mean, we're talking about the f way before so like, you know, accuracy and, <laughs> and shit. So they blew it up. And the Americans were like, the fuck is this? I don't care. It was a mistake. Now we're in, now we're on board. And then the Americans showed up and destroyed. And that's why the first world war ended was because they showed up and said, we're, we're, we're doing this now. Because they were similar to how they are, now, I guess not today, but I mean, let's, let's pretend that it's not 2018. <laughs> similar to the uh, military powerhouse that we were in 2018, or that the States was in 2018, is what they were like then. So they just fucking cleaned house. They were involved in the Second World War from beginning to end, and guess what? They once, I mean, let's be honest right now, okay? Hitler apparently killed himself, and then all of a sudden the Japs pulled off um, Pearl Harbor, and they're like, all right, all right. So this is, so your, your big man offs himself and disappears, and you guys want to do that? Well, here's an A-bomb. You know what? Here's fucking two of them. And we've got four or five of the smartest people on this goddamn planet together to make this so we know the kind of damage it's going to do. We're not playing. We're not <laughs> playing around. You blew up the Lusitania. We ended the war. You fuck with Pearl Harbor. You will never, never be a powerhouse on this planet again. And they weren't. Japan is a technological powerhouse. And that's all they are. And that's all they'll ever be because of what we did then. I'm not saying it was a oh, good idea. Yeah, no. But I'm saying... That the Americans are known for ending wars. That's what they do. That's yeah. why they can have that cocky attitude. But now, but now you have China just like, yeah, well, now we got nuclear arms. Honestly, they literally built an but, island. <laughs> but China's so smart. They didn't do what the Japs did. They didn't do what the Germans did. They didn't just blow shit up and take over, hostile takeover. They didn't throw their balls in your face and go, look how big my big Chinese dick is. That's not what they did. No. They infiltrated. They took their time. They've yeah. been doing this since the since the Second World War, since the fifties. This has been started happening, and now they've completely infiltrated everything, and they're winning. Yeah. And we are so fucking balls deep in with the Chinese government. How much money we owe them? Oh yeah. And how much money that we're involved with these places? That if we really decide to play hardcore ball with them and say, "Listen, man, like we're not well," I, they'll I, I pull think, the carpet out from under us so fast we'd be bankrupt. Well, I think the reason uh, 
that Canada was left out of this alliance uh, between the UK, the US, and Australia was that because Trudeau loves China so much that there were Chinese military troops training in a chalet over in Alberta. Yeah, and they're like, do we really want this guy on board yeah, with this? He's going to tell them everything. And it might not be a matter of telling them everything. It could just be, okay, well, now there's a war. Oh, shit, we're being attacked from the north? Is yeah. that the Canadians? From the no. inside? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he's too stupid to keep uh, that from being a plausible option. Because, yeah. because he's a fucking drama teacher, not a military strategist, <laughs> boys. Why are we still voting for him? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. You know, but uh, would it have been any better if anybody else won? If anybody else on that ballot won, would we be in a better position right now? Fuck no. We really wouldn't. So it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> so in regards to what you were saying with uh, Thanksgiving, so I kind of had it looped all together and talking about uh, the school curriculum being kind of full of shit. Like you, you have no idea what is actually real to take away only because history changes so often. Uh, but uh, I mean, like going through the school curriculum, you think of Thanksgiving and, and uh, think of like, oh, you know, when when uh, Europeans came to this land, it was like uh, the, the nice like hearty handshake, sit down with a meal as opposed to actually talking about the full genocide, which I don't know. I mean, I hope that they're actually talking about the genocide now since it's kind of like mainstream knowledge. Yeah, I suppose um, mainstream knowledge is kind of a funny thing to say these days, though, because like, like I said, like I think we talked a little bit about this on the conspiracy theory episode, too. I remember in that same textbook that I would go to the office and read about the Second World War and all that, there was a section on the magic bullet theory. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's literally just being taught as part of history that the states lies to their people with things that make no sense and that we're just supposed to shut up and accept it. That's yeah. what they teach you, starting with the magic bullet theory, going up to Vietnam, going up to Korea. Fuck, and you think 9-11 and the Gulf War were any different? Then, I don't know, I can't fix you. But either way, I think that what you're, when, you, when you say that genocide has become, you know, com, what is it, common knowledge or whatever it was, yeah. it's, it's interesting what that is, though, because it really depends on who you talk to, what should be or shouldn't be. It's, it's hard. Yeah. I think people think that when we were kids, we were too informed. And I, I kind of believe them because look at us now. We're up here. We want to start fucking revolutions. You know what I mean? <laughs> they want the kids to be less informed because then they don't want to grow up and start revolutions. Yeah. They just want to shut up and go to work. Yeah. So I got to admit, Thanksgiving's kind of, see, I don't have a lot of family, right? <laughs> so growing up, like, it was always just kind of me and my mom. And then my stepdad was around with my sister. And the four of us would do stuff for a while. But then it all fell apart. And then my sister moved out. And it's just like, it's, it's, it, it's harder the older you get. Um, getting everybody in one fucking place. And now yeah. they're trying to make us feel guilty about doing it. Uh, <laughs> and now, you know, and let's be honest, there, people aren't wrong in being a little fearful that, you know, maybe anybody under 50 isn't should, should calm the fuck down. But if your grandma's coming to Thanksgiving and somebody's been in contact with COVID that's in the house, that's dangerous. I mean, it does kill old people. I'm not saying COVID doesn't exist and it doesn't kill people. I'm saying it's over-exaggerated and they want your money and this is all a big fucking show so that we can all be poor. But what, it is a deadly virus and grandma should probably be worried about coming to Thanksgiving. So that I kind of get. So I do appreciate uh, you changing the, the topic to COVID because that makes for a wonderful segue of where I was going uh, next. And that was, I'm glad we don't have the horrible thing uh, conscription. I mean, if you think about the outrage of yeah. COVID currently, me yeah. being against man, you have to get your vaccine and such. Yeah. Now imagine the government forcing you to go to you war. You have to get on this plane and have a 78% chance of dying. Or you go to jail. <laughs> or you go to jail. Well, a lot of people dodged, dodge draft, uh, Draft dodging was not uh, uncommon. And oh, I'll no. be honest, I'd be one of them. I'd be, fucking oh, I'd be yeah, dodging that for sure. They sent people to look for you. 
Oh yeah. And and they would find you even even if it wasn't that year. Get it's you like, from work. Yeah. Yeah. So well, the you, longer the war went, then the more they were like invested in getting because they were running out of soldiers. Yeah. But but I mean it didn't matter. So even even after the war ended, if you if you had draft dodged the draft the entire time, they would have got you afterwards. It's not a good time. Yeah, then they put you away for it. <laughs> yeah. Like a it didn't matter. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, you hid, but you came out after the war. Who cares? You're still going to jail. And that's <laughs> when you wish you were part of one of the countries whose government changed before and after the war. <laughs> Damn it. I fought for the winning side and somehow lost. And now you see how fucked I see. History's written by the winners, kids. <laughs> Some of the stuff that's kind of uh, been outrageous uh, when it actually comes down to Remembrance Day is, so you know, like those poppy boxes that we have where you have poppies and you just leave some change and, and whatever. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that money goes to veterans. And, yes, it does. And people are still like stealing, stealing them or trying to steal them from convenience stores and other shops. I'm like, why, why, why would you do that? Why? Crackheads. That's de- honestly like I'm trying to, there's only one kind of person that steals from like the veterans boxes or goes to the donation bins and digs through them or ruins the stuff that's in them. And that's useless, useless, useless. useless I mean, I was heads. pointing out earlier though. I mean, I just can't, I wish they came up with a better system when they were first inventing this just because like. The, the poppy always falls off. So you have to put a rubber stopper on it because if you don't... How many a- holes in your chest do you have this year, Mark? <laughs> Three. Three holes in his chest. At one point, he had problems breathing because he might have punctured a lung with one of them. Hey, I put my poppy on today. Don't say that. They'll think I have but COVID. I'm problem getting my lung to inflate. Yeah. That's pretty funny. I, I used to do the poppy thing, but I honestly, I'm not going to lie and say I do it anymore because working, I have a work coat, I have a work sweater... I've got a normal coat. I have a normal sweater. I am always <laughs> like I. It, I, I used you know you. I'll get one from a store. It won't last the day. Told you, man. Get a fanny pack and then put it on your fanny pack. It won't last. I want to put get an eyebrow ring and then put a poppy on the eyebrow ring and then it would just be on my face all day. I'll put it on whatever <laughs> side of me they want. I know, but I, or maybe just get a, a poppy tattoo on my cheek. <laughs> there, there, this was uh, I don't know something that actually uh, weirded me out. Uh, a couple of years ago, it happened where. There was a memori- memorial kind of set up for Remembrance Day, and uh, people were putting those mini paper Canadian flags in the ground. And then there were, there was uh, a jogger that came by and started stomping them down. Mm-hmm. It, w- it was it was just a person who was on this social justice tirade who was just kicking down the uh, the flags. This co- this country sucks, right? Yeah. Well, kind of, kind of does right now, but uh, <laughs> yeah. you don't get to stomp on flags because of it. Because the flag represents all the people that died to make it great. Just because we failed miserably at keeping it great, and we've let it get this bad, it's not their fault. I still, I still respect this flag. Like I grew up loving Canada. I grew up like all my family's East Coast, and you know my 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 mom's side of the family are potato farmers for the past three hundred years. Yeah. Like, we've been here since the seventeen hundreds, and my dad's side of the family is, um. Fuck, I'm trying to think. I think it was like early 18s on grandma's side and like yeah. late, mid-17s on, on papa's side. So like, we've been here a while, okay? We're yeah. pretty fucking purebred people. So I've got some pride in this place. You know, like I've been talking about, the, you know, rounding up the Japanese during the Second World War. It's not something we're proud of doing, no. but it happened. Yeah. We've learned as a country not to be pieces of shit. Yeah, we've it's kind of lear- like, it's kind of like you just think of like, hey, I, I realized we did some shit back in the yeah. past. My bad. Tom McDonald's got a, a song called America uh, where he talks about, you know, I just wanted to eat dinner with my family without being told that Thanksgiving was a tragedy. You know, I know it was. I know what what, what 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 happened to get here? What we're supposed to be celebrating is that we're here, we're free, and that we're we love each other, and that uh, we're better than that. You're supposed to want more for your kids. So if our grandparents were being genocidal, psychotic, narcissistic, racists, then maybe we shouldn't be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and we are. We've every generation is getting a little bit better 
some generations are getting a lot better. And then you hit this next generation, this new generation, and the tolerance level is like so ridiculously high that we just have to cancel everything. And everyone's just supposed to be so ashamed of things that happened hundreds of years ago that have nothing to do with us. Yeah. And it needs to stop. We got to calm the fuck down. Like I said, um, the Thanksgiving is, is, is one of those really good ones because it is about love. It's about family. It's about being great. Like you're supposed to, I don't know about you. This would be a cool, quick two minute topic. When I was a kid and we did the Thanksgiving thing, like I said, family was kind of sporadic, but we'd have a few people. There was times where my mom would just have friends over and their kids, right? Some Thanksgivings. Um, and we would do the, what are you thankful for? Like, let's go around and fucking talk about it. Like, yeah. What happened this year? Well, I got a really good job this year. Or I lost a job that I hated and I like what I'm doing now. Or, you know, we had a baby. Or uh, we're not fucking homeless, you know? We managed to pay for this house that we're in. Or, yeah. you know, I'm trying to think every year there'd be something. You know, I've got lots of stuff I would go off this year for. Like, this podcast would be one of the number one things. I'd be like, I'm super grateful that me and Mark decided to fucking finally, after months, even maybe a couple years, of talking about getting together and doing something creative, actually fucking doing it, Yeah, that would be on my Thanksgiving but, I mean, list. It's, it's also kind of, uh, I mean, when you first kind of think about it and you hear somebody say like hey do you want to do this and you're like ah like are you really serious about it well that's the thing too is eh. you get you get involved with other creative people and you realize that your creativity does not meld well together you know i'm a musician and i've had i'm very good at playing a lot of stuff but i've jammed with guys from like i don't know what the fuck to play with you but like i don't know what <laughs> yeah. you're doing you're off on yeah. a thing you know um but i've also jammed with people where it's immediate you're like oh fuck that riff that riff that riff <gasps> oh yeah i'm gonna jam with this or comedians or somebody that's just joking about something and you joke back and your humor mashes up you know what I mean? We So many things had to be compatible. And my biggest issue is that people don't have the right equipment. If you're going to do it, do it right. And yeah. here you have the best equipment. Well, it's not the best, but it's like our equipment is, is, is it, things sound as good as they can. And I love that. Yeah. Um, when you're going to do stuff like this, you got to get there. The podcast would be on my list. My, um, you know, I'm in my No One Drowns band, which I'm actually playing on Friday. Tomorrow I'm playing with uh, No One Drowns for the first time in a little while cool. since the whole VP thing needed to go down. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going out to play tomorrow in um, Bowmanville. This place called the Beach, some Beach Trophy. And when he says tomorrow, he's talking about Thursday, so it, November 4th, because when this is released, it'll be probably on a Sunday or Monday. Yeah, yeah. So, it'll be Friday. It's a Friday night we'll be playing. Um, that's tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow. Friday the 5th. Sorry. Yeah, Friday the 5th. But we'll, I think we're going to, it's every Friday at the moment, this place in Bowmanville. Okay. i got to figure out where it is. I'll talk All about right. it later. So, yeah, I'm grateful for that. Um, my mom's not dead yet, and I hate that. You know, I don't know. That, like, she's not in the good. Some health issues hit your parents, man, and this COVID shit's out oh, there. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Do you remember, uh, do you remember hearing about uh, somebody shit. trying to change the poppies to rainbow poppies? <sighs> Just leave shit alone. Like, the, they have a month. Isn't there a gay pride month? <laughs> Let's wear a, a, a fucking rainbow poppy that month. Can we leave fucking November alone? It's 11 days. Nobody wears the poppy. We wear from 1 to 11, and that's it. They don't even get a month. Just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Leave it alone. Should we start wearing black poppies on February for Black History Month? Like, come on. Like, where the fuck does it end, guys? Just leave it be. Canada's a multicultural place of inclusion that, I mean, everybody... We take pride in that. People yeah. all over the world know that we are the melting pot of everybody and we all get along. Yeah. This is one of the only countries where you can be walking on the street and a white guy can go up to some random Indian guy and be like, hey, man, you know what the time is? And they'll be like, ah... Uh, it is six o'clock, man. Have yourself a good day. You know what I mean? And you're like, all right, bro, you too. Like th that doesn't fucking happen in New York. That doesn't fucking happen in 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 um in England. It doesn't. It's just not like that. But it's like that here. We're pretty. Fr Even though there might be some animosity and stuff amongst certain groups of people, in a, as a general rule in the in, in public, we all get along pretty damn good. Yeah, I take a lot of pride in that. Yeah, that that's one thing to be to actually take pride in your country for so i've i've that's actually what i remember so i've had a lot of friends actually um say like when it, especially during this whole covid thing they, they've questioned 
just the country and be like, okay, I no longer have pride in my country. And it's like, okay, well, when you say pride in your country, are you talking about like the land and everything, or are you, <laughs> or, or you mean you just lost confidence in the leader? Yeah. And, yeah. and that, that's that's where I stand. It's like we, okay, we fuck have to this differentiate. Leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck this leader. Our I, country I is love, still awesome. Yeah, I love the country. I love most of our moral grounds that we have here in this country. I just don't like this fucking leader. One hundred percent politics. It's not even just him. It's his entire cabinet. It's his entire government. I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm going to spread it further than just one dude because that one dude is a puppet at the end of strings right now. This it's it's anything that's establishment. This the the physicality of the country is beautiful. The people are still the people. You know the immigrants that come here and t- start with nothing and t- and become super prosperous and start businesses and and then their whole families go to university and college and all that crazy stuff that I hear about from all my friends. So many stories of people coming over here yeah. celebrating whatever religions they want, living in whatever parts of town they want that's what this country's about it's about you know hockey and the toronto fucking maple leafs never winning a cup no matter how many billion <laughs> dollars they invest in the team that's what it is about i love but, it i love it. it's part of the country it's it's, it's 800 dollars for nosebleeds that's when, the canadian dream it's and when about it comes down to this this team that's never winning it still has one of the most faithful and loyal fan bases of all time ever and it'll always be like that because that's what we are we're loyal no matter to a fault to what to to, to the jays to the leafs to all of that shit to the Raptors that eventually gave us something that was nice like we, we, that was the first time we've had a championship in Toronto since 1992 bitch on any platform that was important you know what I mean it was really really cool to see yeah. that I'm really that, that was awesome like that's that was Toronto when that happened you know what I mean oh man the parade everybody that's Toronto that's Holy. Canada that's Canada yeah I'm feeling that shit you know um I don't know what else like there's just there's so many typical that typical cliche things that make up this country that make it great and that's part of it, you know. I'm trying to think of some other examples of it. I mean, Canadian I mean, football's dope. Canadian I mean, football's awesome. Going down to, uh, say, the lake on Canada Day. Everybody's, everybody <sighs> uh, yeah. comes together. Yeah. I lo- it's and crazy. And just, I don't know, but the, this summer, the bonfires, like I remember going camping up in Wasaga and bonfires and just walking from group to group. Like, it's you know, it, this is one of the only, that's Canada. That's why I love this place. When I say I hate this country, I'm talking about the politics, the fact that I pay shitloads of taxes and all my roads are still fucking ruined. The fact that the school system is trying to teach my five or six year old about sex education. The, the fact, you know, there's all this retarded, very weird change that's come on and, and the, the, the teacher strike in and wine and, and, and the, and the lack of autistic, the help of the autistic kids and the money just being pulled out from out of that. It's like, I don't give a fuck about the autistic kids. Fucking feed them to the wolves. Let it go. What's wrong with you? What are you doing? The money's there. You know, there's a massive group of people trying to get that party started and the government gives no fucks. And the indigenous kids thing. Where are the arrests? Where is yeah. the, the, all that's why I hate this place because of that shit. Because of the, the literally oh, politics, just politics. Yeah. Outside of policies and politics, this is one of the this is the greatest country in the world. I would argue I'd, we're better than the states. We're better than England. We're better than France. I would argue. And we're prettier. <laughs> we got cooler people, and we all got more space. And as much as some people hate snow, I love. And it. we're smarter. Sorry, we have great education. <laughs> we're all very smart. I love the snow. I love. I love the fact that we have a fuck you, Mark. That we have fuck hot the snow, summers. Mark. Do you like laying in the snow, snow doing transmission fluid changes, Mark? Do you? Yes. <laughs> no, I don't mind the snow, and I don't have to lay in it. It's fun to drive in. The fact that, uh, was it, yeah, last winter, I, I had my son out, my youngest son on a GT, filmed him yes. going downhill. So I just loved it. I loved it. I can't wait. We got we put a bunch of tracks on this uh, thing up at my buddy Mark's, my other buddy yeah, Mark's yeah, fucking yeah, up in Bancroft. Yeah. We're going to go back up in December on that thing and go on the lake. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have a video of that too. <laughs> it's going to be so <laughs> much fun. Super Sonicado. Go up. She's got a bunch of other work for us. It's going to be fun. All right. Well. 
that about wraps up our Remembrance Day episode. So. I am super grateful that we talked about this. And uh, don't forget on Remembrance Day to actually sit back and remember, like, freedom ain't free, bro. It's true. It is a fact. And it's been 70 years since we had to fight for it. And maybe it's time to do it again. But, yeah, let's remember those that did die for it. Because uh, there's a lot of blood on this flag, okay? And there is no flag in all of the world that doesn't have a little blood on it. So let's not be so damn ashamed of it. Love you, Mark. Love you, Alex. Shot pod. Out. Peace. <laughs> Thank you.